Hey, everybody. Welcome to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimzeski with Adam Atkinson. And as Adam and I were just discussing off camera, this is going to be a little weird for us. We're going to talk about performance enhancing drugs, anabolics. Uh, we're considering titling this one Drugs for Chicks because we want to uh, start with women. We're going to divide it up into male and female and, and go through a lot of the uh, you know, different types of chemical compounds that people may use, things you probably don't know, you know, things that you should be aware of for your health. Um, I'm going to lead off with the fact that these are still scheduled one substances, which are illegal. So I, for one, uh, do not want to be misunderstood as saying thou shall take this, or you should do this, but they're out there, Adam. I mean, they've never not been out there in sport for as long as, as I have lived. So on the female side, because we're, we've gone from figure competitors from bodybuilding to now bikini competitors, I would argue it's pretty tough to find a lot of women at national level competition, certainly in the IFBB, not using something. So tell us, uh, tell us what you know. Yeah. So, you know, the first thing what we want to talk about are just personal considerations. Um, and, and you are correct. A lot of the girls in the IFBB have used or uh, maybe have used at some point. Uh, something you do have to consider is once you use, you don't have to consider still using forever. There can be a time that you can stop. Um, I will say that these can be psychologically addicting, though. Um, and a lot of people say it's not addicting, but we all know how we get addicted to being stage lean and we get addicted, you know, feeling stronger in the gym or addicted to uh, having fuller muscles. So um, do keep that as a consideration. I think a lot of people kind of throw that out and don't consider that. But also one of the big reasons we wanted to gear this for women is, uh, you know, most of the side effects that you get from this, if you get side effects, they're going to be permanent. So if you get clitoral enlargement, that's probably not going to go away. Um, if your voice changes, that is going to stick. And with men, there's just, if we get gyno, we can get cut out. Um, but, you know, there definitely are cosmetic side effects that women cannot get rid of if things go south. And the whole point of this podcast will be, you know, giving you general information to make good choices and uh, at least be educated on the topic versus your coach just saying, take this compound and they never give you any reason why you would choose that one. They just say, take this and good luck. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and along with personal considerations, Adam, I think, you know, like any substance, you know, you could be a middle schooler using marijuana for the first time or something. Um, you know, you, you do have to think about in this realm, some of those health issues. And there are typical gateway PEDs. Uh, we're speaking about women specifically. So we know Anavar is a big one because it's, it's oral. It seems innocuous. It seems so benign. You just start with five milligrams. Your coach says you'll be fine barely notice. You won't get those androgenic effects. You're not going to grow a beard. You're not going to all of a sudden have a deep voice. And so I think that's the one that, you know, a lot of women competitors who are like, well, gosh, I just, I keep getting beat because my shoulders aren't big enough or my glutes aren't full enough. I can't get quite lean enough. And all of these women tell me, oh, you got to take Anavar. So I know there are plenty more and we'll get to that, but what do you think are 
those stair steps that that lure people in for good or not so good reasons. Yeah. Well, I think because you live with yourself every day, a lot of people don't even notice the virilization that can happen because you hear your voice every day, you see your face every day. And uh, we'll talk more about how I kind of track that with my clients as uh, they check in through the process if they are um, using PEDs. And uh, that will give you guys some tips on how to monitor your clients better for safer um, long-term use. And I will say, I'll wrap us up with this for this particular first episode, Adam. And it is that under the guise of personal considerations, um, I personally have made a decision not to guide clients in this way. I don't tell them, hey, try this, do this. There are some coaches who literally send it to them. You know, they, they, they keep it stockpiled. It's part of the, the coaching process. It's part of the payment plan. You just get your anabolics or PEDs from that coach. Again, I, I just, um, I, you know, I, I have worked under state board ethics before as an allied health professional. I, I'm not going to risk my livelihood or, or you know, my, my family's for me doing something that could even be perceived as, um, you know, a, a pretty strong sense of impropriety. So that's my personal choice. Although I know there are people out there who do know a lot. I, I would caution this. You better know. And you better know you, better, you you should trust somebody who says they know what they're talking about, because I'm guessing a physician, specifically an endocrinologist, somebody who's been into sport performance, anabolics and PEDs, that's the kind of person who knows. Somebody who's just been trolling around the internet and they've got some recipes and protocols from other people on the internet, buyer beware. This is your body. This is your health. We know it can happen. But with that said, let's uh, let's wrap up this first episode and then we're going to get into actually what people take and why and how much. And, and hopefully we can at least be a couple voices of reason to let you make an informed decision. So we will see you next time in Contest Prep University as we continue discussing PEDs for females.